Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to can like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. We're so excited for our first repeat guest, Melanie Jukes. Melanie Jukes is the Extension Professor in Salt Lake City, and we are so excited to have her on the podcast today. Today, we're going to be focusing on the Master Food Preserver Program and how you can access it in whichever area you live. And also, if you're not in a specific area, some of the other options for you. So Melanie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Good to be here. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, uh, the Master Food Preserver Certification course, and Melanie, correct me if I'm wrong, appears to be a certification uniquely to the United States. Is that right? Yes, as far as I know. And Melanie, why don't you give us just a brief overview of what is entailed in the certification course? Yeah. So speaking specifically of Master Food Preserver courses offered through Utah State University Extension, they include hands-on opportunities where you're actually in a kitchen lab making the preserved products. And then in conjunction with that, you're learning about it in a classroom setting prior. So you'll learn, for example, the basics of food safety and microorganisms that we're concerned about with food prep in general, those that you're concerned about with preserving. And then with each type of food preserving method, you learn the science behind it, why those methods are the scientifically approved methods, and kind of the troubleshooting questions like how to prevent cloudiness or how to make a lid seal or the sizing of the food to make it a better product. So you, that all depends on the the type of food you're preserving, of course. But those are the things you learn in a classroom setting. And then you go through the resources, like where this is learned, where to find that information in the future, how to help other people find that. So you actually usually have these books available to you. They're given to you as part of the registration fee. But the best part of the Master Food Preserver class is really that hands-on in the kitchen chopping, stirring, heating, trying recipes you might never try at home. And you really get a good opportunity to test out a bunch of different preserving recipes. Yeah. And when I took uh, the course in 2018, I had not done any type of individually. I had never done pressure canning by myself. I had done it with my parents, I had seen them do it, but like I had never done it on my own. And I was so scared. (laughs) And it was just nice to have a kitchen where you had an instructor and she was helping us. And like, it just felt like a really great nurturing environment. Whereas if you're just, you know, taking the ball canning book or any other resource with tested recipes, it can feel a bit intimidating. 
Yeah, I can relate to that. Years and years ago before I was trained, pressure canning intimidated me as well. And oftentimes these workshops will also include demonstrations in those lectures. So you get to see how it works. The pressure canning one is a great demonstration too, to be able to show people just a step-by-step. This is how you do this. And this is why you do this. And this is the next step and why that's important. And then of course you get to work in small groups and get things ready to pressure can yourself so you get the chance to use that equipment. So it is nice. It helps with some of that hesitancy and then building the confidence in it. Okay, perfect. One of the things that I think is really amazing and unique about the Master Food Preserver Certification course is that you are allowed the chance to really understand the science behind food preserving, where I think a lot of people think that it's just you get together and you cook and that's it. But I really love the scientific background that happens during that course. Yep. It really is a critical thing to understand the process of food preservation and why the recommendations are the way they are. So that is one helpful thing. Instead of just teaching, you know, a quick one hour class on canning tomatoes, it's really, you know, you get the whole maybe hour and a half lecture workshop diving into the science. And then on top of that, the lab experience. So each section of it usually ends up being three to four hours when you, when you consider the lecture the kitchen work, and then cleaning up the kitchen work as well. So that's right. And in the uh, course that I took, it was over the course of, I want to say two weeks. And it was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But I know now it's like uh, a little bit more condensed through Utah State Extension offices. Is that how it is now? Like what's the timeframe that people are working with usually for a certification? Usually ends up being about 24 hours, maybe 24 to 30 hours. Uh, I've always done mine in three straight days, just Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it will depend on the person who's facilitating it, but usually it's about 24 to 30 hours worth of education and hands-on learning. Awesome. And for those folks that are local to Utah, um, I know that you guys are taking turns. Is that correct with the extension offices providing the the course this year and in upcoming years? Yeah, that's likely what we'll do because we have the demand for it statewide. It's a huge undertaking and the people like me in our position statewide have a lot of other assignments. So we've decided to collaborate together and we'll alternate locations. So this year in 2023, it's likely going to be held in Davis County. And then it will probably be held in Salt Lake County in 2024. Perfect. And Davis County, is that in Kaysville? Yeah, that's the Kaysville area. There's not a kitchen in the extension office there, but it would be you know, somewhere near there. Okay. So after you complete the certification course at the end, I was really surprised to find that there was a test to pass. Tell us about that. Sure. So you'll, for attending all the sessions, you will get a certification of completion of the course. Um, There's also a test you could take to, you know, if you actually wanted to be like certified and do volunteer hours. And the rules of that, we're still trying to pinpoint and narrow down in Utah. And if you're in other places around the country, they might have their their standards, but it it's covers probably about 30 to 50 different key food safety and, and food preservation safety principles. 
that everybody should just kind of know if they're going to be teaching people how to can or doing it often. And depending on who's facilitating and who's teaching, the segments of this quiz are given after each lecture. So they're questions you've seen before and are able to talk through with the the workshop facilitators and that kind of thing. Yeah, I I thought that was one of the coolest, but also like a little bit stressful. I was I knew that I knew the information, but it was a little bit stressful. Like, oh, do I like know everything? Because me personally, I knew that I wanted to be an educator in the field of food preservation. I knew that I wanted to volunteer and help in any way the extension office in food preservation. So it was really important that I pass that test at the end. So I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I was just my own personal. I was just a little nervous. Yeah. And you can always take the course, you know, with if you're not interested in like the full on certification, but you still want to learn and do the the course is still available to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jenny, what were some of your takeaways from the Master Food Preserver course when you came and did it? Um, I think that the key takeaways for me were just a really comprehensive understanding of food safety, just even outside the food preservation realm. And I, again, got like you mentioned about pressure canning, I just love that I learned so much about pressure canning that I felt very comfortable doing it at home. And I also love the different sections. So we learned about dehydrating, the freeze drying, which I knew almost nothing about. I just love that there was all the different types of food preservation taught. And I love that I felt feeling super competent enough to try all of them and to advise others in them. I just thought it was awesome. It was such a good way to spend time. Like I just learned so much. Yeah. And like Melanie said, you don't have to be an educator to take this course. Like you could just really want to learn and Mm -hmm. are really interested in food preserving. And there were people in the course that I took, there were several people that had, it seemed like no interest in doing anything with that information other than just being educated for themselves, for their own home food preservation. Yeah. So after you do the certification course, there are volunteer opportunities. Melanie, do you mind saying um, some of the local ones that we do? Yep. And that will depend on the county faculty of the extension office where you live or if you, you know, if you wanted to travel for that. So it, it really just depends. But some things that you could help with could be answering the phone calls, especially during the peak canning season. We get a lot of phone calls in our office, um, helping with emails and social media posts that are promoting the, the, you know, the safe food preservation methods and principles and where to go for that information. There's sometimes opportunities to teach classes or help with classes. So if I'm teaching, I usually have a, a handful of canning classes that I'm teaching throughout the community each season. And especially if they're hands-on, it's always great to have a couple helpers because there's just a lot of running around helping each each person with questions they have, making sure they're doing it properly, supplies, setting up, cleaning up, all those kinds of things. And then there's also opportunities for education booths. So if we have got a booth at like a local fair, health fair, farmer's market, especially pairing up with master gardeners. And being able to, you know, if people are there asking questions about their gardening and then we're there to answer questions about food preservation. 
So those are some of the things that if people were interested in volunteering that they could do. And we are, we had, we had a team working on that and half the team is retired and one other person on the team actually passed away. So we're in current works to figure out who's interested and who's going to kind of, you know, finalize those rules in Utah specifically. Those are some ideas. Cool. One of the things that I like doing uh, after I got my certification was to help at county fairs in the food preservation portion. Mm -hmm. That's been really fun to see what people are still canning and making. And it's been really, really fun. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's another great opportunity to help as a judge with the canning Mm -hmm. submissions. I was asked by my local Cattle Women's Association if I could create a handout for their information table for our county fair with instructions on how to properly pressure can beef. And that was kind of a specific request, but I was able to do a little write-up and give, you know, a couple beef specific recipes and some directions on types of things you could add to the beef and what you could not. And that was one thing I didn't expect to be asked to do, but it was an easy thing that I could help with. And it was, it was cool that they were looking for good information to share from their booth. That is great. That's a great example of just one unique way to keep advocating and sharing information for the safe food preservation methods. Mm -hmm. So another great benefit of the master food preserver program is being able to test out and try equipment So basic equipment for canning besides the canning jars and, you know, just ladles and things like that include a boiling water canner and a pressure canner. And we already talked about being able to try out the pressure canner, but there's also other things like the automatic jam and jelly maker from the ball canning company. It's called the fresh tech automatic jam and jelly maker or their electric boiling water canner which, you know, these are appliances that are available to help with the canning process, but they're also a little more expensive than just a regular boiling water canner. So you can test these out in most of these courses and, you know, see, okay, if I'm going to be making a lot of jam, is it really worth it for me to purchase an automatic jam and jelly maker? Or, you know, what is this electric canner and is that worth having. I actually love it just my personal self because I have a glass top stove, which has some limitations for canning. Plus in the summertime when I'm usually doing my canning and it's so hot in the kitchen, it just reduces the heat, but you can come try that stuff out without having to buy it yourself. So that's nice too. And then freeze drying is another thing we've been doing in Utah. That's more unique to Utah. Utah's actually kind of been a national leaders in the science and teaching people how to use freeze dryers. Unfortunately, in the master food preserver classes, we haven't been able to do hands-on yet, but we usually bring in the freeze dryers, walk through the process, kind of show how it is. But just because of how long that takes, that gets a little harder to do. But dehydrating is another one where we don't just have the dehydrator try, but we have all these little gizmos and gadgets that help you prepare your fruits. (laughs) Um, For example, like a a mango cutter, like you probably really don't need that in your kitchen most of the time. But, you know, if you happen to have some connection with mango growers in California or whatever, and you can get a boatload of mangoes, like maybe it is worth the investment to, to buy this mango slicer for dehydrating or a jerky gun 
you know, it's a special little appliance. It's not very expensive, but you can try those kinds of things out in the master food preserver classes. And then you can gauge. It it makes it a lot easier to help prep with canning. But then, you know, how often are you going to do that? And do you actually need to invest in those little gizmos and gadgets and supplies and appliances? Can I ask, Melanie, how many people do you usually have sign up in your area for the Master Food Preserver course? And have you seen an increase in that number? And is there any guess as to how many you'll have for the upcoming season? Yeah, good question. Every time I've hosted one, we've almost been at capacity each time. And it's always limited because of the size of the kitchen where you're teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, just think of how many people could you fit around a stove? <laughs> so it's usually, you know, usually groups of three or four. Mm-hmm. And then it's just based on how many stoves you have available, how many kitchen space. So usually if it's in something like a secondary high or high school or junior high, their, their classroom kitchens or another like commercial kitchen, it just depends. But usually it's around 25. So a little bit of a smaller group, which is great because we get to know each other really well. Friendships are made. It's really quite fun because you're with each other for, for so many hours. But an increase, they've really stayed relatively stable even. So my very, very first time doing a Master Food Preserver class, I think was in 2014 or 15. And they fill up. Like I've never really had to push with advertising or like stress. They they fill up. I mean, occasionally I know I had a colleague in Utah County that maybe it was time of day or I think she was trying Saturdays and that wasn't really the best time for her. But usually they fill up with, you know, 15 to 25 fairly easily. We didn't have any in 2020, obviously. And a couple people did it in 2021. We had one last year in 2022 and they also filled up to about that same. And then what I have noticed is an increase in people asking for it. Mm. So mm. I've had a lot more requests just the last couple months than I ever have before. Yeah. I think there's going to be, and there already is a resurgence in home domestic skills, whether that's gardening or preserving or just understanding that. I think 2020 really opened people's eyes to the necessity of like a closed loop food system. Yeah. And there was evidence of that, not just like from our calls and website hits, but also the number of jars that were sold in stores. And obviously that lid shortage that was especially prominent in 2020. So a lot more people at least buying canning supplies, (laughs) 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 which is highly likely that they're using them as well. Yeah. I think that it's just going to grow. I feel like there was a dip and now people are just like, I feel like millennials especially are like really getting into those more domestic. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's, it's one avenue too that ties to like local food, right? And so as the movements for more environmentally sound practices in all areas of our life are more prominent, one of them is local food sourcing and and eliminating food waste. And this ties right into that too. I think that was amazing. Thank you, Melanie. We appreciate it very, very much. Yeah, you are so welcome. Thanks for promoting good, safe practices. We need more of that in the world. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for being with us today, Melanie. We loved hearing about the Master Preserver, of course, and you're a wealth of knowledge as always. So thank you. You're welcome. We'll see you later. That's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode, so please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. 
It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to perfectlypreservedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode released every week.